0: Tonight is study number 3 of Genesis chapter 9, and we're going to begin reading in verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives, while require, at the hand of every beast, while require it, and at the hand of man. At the hand of every man's brother, while require the life of man, whoso sheddeth man's blood, By man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. And you, be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. Now, in these verses, the Lord is um, beginning to explain to us uh, some interesting things and and certain principles concerning blood. First of all, in verse 4, he tells us, Flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And that principle is found throughout the Bible. It's a consistent principle. For instance, in Leviticus 17 And again, remember, uh, Genesis 9 is taking place in the year 4989 B.C., 6,024 years after creation, and Leviticus was revelation given to Moses in that 40-year period of the wilderness sojourn some 3,500 years later. And in Leviticus 17, beginning in verse 10, it says, And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood. I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust." For it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. For the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. So uh, even though God made changes from time to time, dietary laws, uh, dietary restrictions concerning animals. There was a time in the days of Noah you could eat any kind of animal. 3,500 years later, with um, the law given to Moses, the the Jews were constrained to eat just uh, clean animals, and God determined what was clean and what was not clean. But one thing consistent with both, is that even in the days of Noah, you will, uh, a, a person who was to um, sit down to dinner and, and eat an animal was not to eat the blood. And, again, with the law of Moses, you're not to eat the blood. It's the same thing in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 15, after uh, Peter had his experience with the Gentiles, with Cornelius, and, and seeing the Holy Spirit come upon them. A council was convened in Jerusalem, and some of these questions that were coming up concerning the gospel going to Gentiles and and things like that were brought before the council, and, and they had the Holy Spirit guiding them, and and God was refining doctrine for the New Testament church age. And finally, they determined in Acts chapter 15, and these became the laws for the New Testament churches and congregations. In Acts 15 verse 20, But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. See, they are no longer commanding that, that, um, a child of God must abstain from certain kinds of animals. No, uh, out of all the law of Moses, out of all those commandments God gave, they came up with these and, and God Um, Again, the Holy Spirit was guiding them to come up with these things. And there was a spiritual reason for that, because each one points to um, uh, being faithful with the gospel. And it's when uh, a church is unfaithful that they have turned to idolatry, and they're not abstaining from pollution of idols. When a church is unfaithful, they are involved in spiritual fornication. And and things strangled. Uh, Remember, Christ gave a parable of someone who did not forgive his fellow man, and he took him by the neck. He was strangling him. So a gospel that's unfaithful causes strangulation. There's no forgiveness, no salvation. And from blood, from blood. It's the consistent teaching of the Bible from the very beginning through the nation of Israel, into the New Testament church age, up until our time, no one has ever been permitted to eat blood. You're not permitted to eat blood. That's the law of the Bible when you have a meal. You know, people today, they don't care about the laws of the Bible, and so you may hear about all the nutritious Qualities of blood and, and, and people, uh, have no problem with, with doing that. But God's people do because we desire to do the will of God. And God is quite clear throughout the scripture, refrain from blood. Do not eat with the blood. There was a time, remember with King Saul, where he gave an unwise commandment to his people, that they were not to eat anything until they defeated their enemy. Jonathan, Saul's son, ate some honey, because he did not hear his father's commandment, and his eyes were enlightened. But the army of Israel, they were so hungry that they slew animals and ate with the blood. It says in First Samuel 14, in verse 31, And they smote the Philistines that day from Michmash, To Ajalon, and the people were very faint. And the people flew upon the spoil and took sheep, and oxen, and calves, and slew them on the ground. And the people did eat them with the blood. Then they told Saul, saying, "Behold, the people sin against Jehovah, and that they eat with the blood." And he said, "Ye have transgressed. Roll a great stone unto me this day." Here it's very clear. The people sin against Jehovah. God consistently throughout the whole history of the world has commanded that meat may be eaten but not with the blood. And And so we today rightfully drain the blood from the meat and eat the meat. Yes, it can be a little rare. That's not what God is talking about. But it cannot be with the blood, and certainly you cannot intentionally, purposefully eat blood. Well, why not, though? What's wrong with blood? It's just another part of the animal. We eat fat, we eat the meat. Why not the blood? Because God is jealous of what the blood represents, and we know that it ties in to, it relates to, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice for sin. The Bible, in many places, tells us that Christ's sacrifice had to do with the shedding of blood. For instance, in Hebrews chapter 9, beginning in verse 20, it says, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you, Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these." Blood, in the Old Testament, sacrificial system was used. It was the blood of animals, and it it was used in offerings and sacrifices, and there would be sprinkling with blood, and according to the law, the picture of purging God's wrath with blood was applied. For instance, when the high priest went inside the Holy of Holies once a year with the blood of others... He approached unto the Ark of the Covenant that contained the Ten Commandments, or the law of God. And it's the law of God that condemns mankind. And he would sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat that covered the Ark. And that was a picture of Christ shed blood covering over the law's demands for death for the transgressor. The law... Condemns the sinner, demands satisfaction of death. The wages of sin is death and the blood of the animal, which could never take away sin, but it typified the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ at the point of the world's foundation. And the shedding of blood means the life of the one because the life is in the blood. The life of the one whose blood was shed has been given. So Christ's life is placed on top of the law in in atonement for the sins of those under the law for God's elect. And it satisfies the law's demand. The law demanded death, which is the taking of life. The blood appeases The wrath of God, the demands that the law makes upon the one that has broken it. And so God is very jealous when it comes to blood. He he has created man and created all of the creatures, the animals, and God is the one that has filled their veins with blood. It's their life substance. It is what A living thing needs to continue living, to exist. And when the blood is shed, the creature or man then dies, if it's sufficient enough, bloodshed, and he is dead. His blood has been shed. But if if a man were to kill another man, it, it may be out of anger, out of wrath, out of judgment, where the one person is so furious with the other for a wrong done, that he slays that person trying to get satisfaction for the offense against him. And and that's all wrong. It's all wrong. There is only concerning satisfaction and concerning the law of God, there is only to be the shedding of blood of The acceptable sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, except for exceptions that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later when we look more closely at that verse and, and then we'll see how, uh, it relates to death penalties and things like that as far as, um, literally, uh, in the world and, and, but, but spiritually, blood, ties in with with Jesus. This is why in John chapter 6, and the eating of blood or the consuming of blood is forbidden by God for this reason. In John 6, verse 53, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and i in him now many that heard this were offended it, it goes on to say in verse 59, These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So this was taught by Jesus in a synagogue, and, and primarily it would have been Jews in the synagogue. There could have been some converts. But the ones that heard what he said were Jews that were familiar with the law of Leviticus. And the law of Leviticus said, You shall not eat the flesh with the blood. And Christ is saying, eat my flesh, drink my blood. It seems to go uh, very much against what God commanded in Leviticus, against the law of Moses. And so it says in verse 60, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? And what and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? And it, it goes on um, in verse 65. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then it was so bad that Jesus ends up turning to the disciples and saying, will ye also go away? And why? Why was it so bad? And I used to read this and think, well, they were just so um literal-minded that they, they didn't understand the parabolic meaning. And, and of course they didn't. But also, what he was saying seemed to go flatly against the law. And... It could be that uh, people who were aware of the law of Moses concerning dietary restrictions, which all the Jews were, even Peter was, and he was a fisherman, he knew he was not to eat certain animals, unclean animals, and they also would have been aware, because it's in the same vicinity in the book of Leviticus, regarding God's law about eating blood. And here Christ was saying, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and it does go against what we read in Leviticus until we understand that he wasn't speaking literally, he wasn't talking about literally drinking his blood or eating his flesh, but it had to do with the gospel, with salvation where we partake of his death as he died on behalf of his people and gave his blood for their sake in payment for sin. And so God's people who were predestinated, chosen by God, and had their sins cast upon him, they are able to eat his flesh and drink his blood spiritually and, of course, never literally, Never physically, but, but still we can see why God is so jealous, why he protects the idea, the gospel teaching that the saved, the elect people are to eat or drink of Jesus' flesh and blood and therefore they are not to eat the blood of any other creature which would point to other kinds of Gospels. So, abstain from blood. In the Old Testament, Levitical law. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, it was the law for the New Testament churches and congregations. And even thousands of years before um, the law was given to Moses, God is saying the exact same thing in Genesis chapter 9. In verse 4, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And then it goes on to say in verse 5, And surely your blood of your lives will I require, at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed for in the image of God made he man. and the following verses, in these verses, after establishing and protecting the whole idea of eating or drinking blood, it, it's forbidden, it's never to be considered, then God speaks of... Um, a man that is killed by an animal or by another man. And if an animal kills a man, of course it's not premeditated, it's not murder by the animal, it would be an accident. But God does speak of a man who has an animal who was wont to sort of be a little wild and and had uh, a horn like a bull and and maybe in the past has gone after someone and, and then through carelessness, the owner of the animal, uh, doesn't watch it closely enough and the animal does kill someone. Well, then that owner is responsible and, and guilty, but not the animal. The animal's never guilty of murder because animals are lesser creatures than man. And that's why God speaks and applies the death penalty here for anyone that takes man's life, whether it be animal or man, because man alone was made in the image of God. No other creature has been made in the image of God. Elephants are not made in God's image. Uh, dolphins that, that many people in the world uh, really speak highly of. They, they say the dolphin may be the most intelligent animal next to man. Well, it might be true. But a dolphin is not made in the image of God, neither are any sea creatures, nor any fowls or birds that fly in the heaven, and and no other creature in the world. No matter how much we love it, like a dog or a cat, no no matter how intelligent it may be, like a chimpanzee, no other creature in the world is made in the image of God. The Bible spells that out. Right in the creation account, God speaks of creating the fowls and beasts and sea creatures. And then, very um, specifically, he sets the creation of man apart. And he tells us there back in Genesis chapter 1, in um, verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them, that would be mankind, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Mankind in his creation, right from the start, is set apart. He is distinct from all other creatures. He, mankind, is also a creature, but a very special creature man is created in the very image of God. He has a a reflection of God. He, He is in God's likeness. He has similarities to God, attributes of God. God has made him after himself. And so, God has said that man is special, he will rule over all other creatures. Man is like the king of the creation, he will rule over the earth itself, he will have dominion, and man will only be under, in submission to God. God will rule over man, man will rule over the earth, and all the many varied creatures that God made to inhabit the earth this is the chain of command that God made. And, uh, of course, uh, that was until the fall of man. And, really, man fell quite a distance from that high perch, that that lofty position of ruling beneath God over this wonderful new creation and all of its creatures. And man fell, he he uh, lost his right of rule to satan by believing the lie and and submitting himself to deception and satan through the right of conquest gain rule over man and over what man used to have dominion over so satan we see it becomes the, the ruler of the kingdom of darkness as the world is cast into darkness. And God penalizes man, punishes man by uh, bringing death to his soul. And now man is a physical creature with a spiritually dead soul until or if salvation enters into his life and then his soul is restored. But mankind has fallen Yet still retains that glorious fact that, that man was created in the image of God. So even now, 6024 years after creation, man is well established in his sin and in his fallen condition. God still says, he still says, that it, and, and establishes the law that anyone that kills a man, and again, a man is not some animal, as the world would have us to believe. More and more today, there, there's nothing more special than a man than a horse. Uh, that well, yes, there is. Man is very special. He's not some creature that, that evolved over the course of eons of time and, and is like any other creature, only he took a different path. No, man is special and above all creatures because he alone was made in the image of God and therefore, if an animal kills a man, then the animal is to be put to death. If another man sheds man's blood, his blood is to be shed. He is to die because he has violated, he, he has killed, he has murdered a creature made in the image of God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies.